there is more to men than sports and adventure. It is the heart that makes a man. Welcome to Men at Heart with Reverend Tunde Amosu. Pepper Soup Night. But there's something about men that I'd like you to see. And I say we should start with that. Let's go to, you can give us on the screen, First Timothy 2. That's why I asked Pastor David to pray first. This is not common with men, and today men are feeling there. Let's go to First Timothy 2, verse 8. If your Bible is with you, if it's not with you, just look on it. I desire, therefore, that the men do what? Pray. Where? Everywhere. Lifting up holy hands. You see, men don't pray. Women pray. But Paul said, I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. People are getting damaged right now. Pastor David was praying about Jabez's prayer. He said that it will not pay me. It will not pay me that I will not suffer damage by everything going on now. I'd like you to lift up your hands. Your own life you are praying about. Say, Lord, I, I, my request, I don't want to suffer damage with all the chaos, all the troubles going on. Rather, I want to triumph. I want to, I want to make advancement. I heard somebody saying that last one year has been one of his best years in business. He said he has not made that kind of amount of money in all his years of business. That's talking about nothing letting damage you. I want to say, Father, Lord, I don't want to suffer any damage at the end of the day. He said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. I want you to lift up your hands. say, Father, he said, lifting up holy hands. Lord, I lift up my hand without doubting that you are able to keep me from falling. You are able to keep me from being damaged by this situation. I know men that economic problems have made them to become really down and they never rise up. I say, Father, maybe it's, it's in the area of your uh, family or whatever, that I will not suffer permanent damage. Rather, I'll be able to make progress through this moment. I lift my hands to you like Moses did in the wilderness. The Bible said when his hands was lifted up, or lifted up, they were winning in the valley. Lord, I lift up my hands for victory and, and, and for increase and for preservation in this season. In this season, in this season, whatever is happening as chaos and in all kinds of stuff in the world today, rather, I will triumph through them. I welcome wisdom. I welcome spiritual intelligence. Can you lift your hands? Pray for yourself. I welcome spiritual intelligence to scale through, to go through, to get better out of this. I receive prudence to manage my life well. I receive prudence to manage my life well. I want to thank you today. I want to bless you today. Thank you because you are for me. You are with me. And I know that everything will turn out well for my God. I trust you that you are my God. I trust that you are able to take care of me. Finally, I want you to make your boast in God. That Lord, that God, the Lord God will take care of me. The Lord God will watch over me. The Lord will take me further. I will not sink. I will not fall out. I will not fall through the cracks. I will stand tall in the name of Jesus. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. I will not be afraid. I will not be fearful. I will not be moved in the name of Jesus. I want you to speak those words. Those are your words in the presence of God. Thank you, Father God. I give you the glory. Give you the honor. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Can somebody clap your hands for Jesus? Amen. Before you sit down, 
I'd like you to meet two or three men and say hello to them, ask what's their name, what they do for a living. Just shake their hands. Don't sit down until you meet two or three people. Hallelujah. Thank you. Ask what they do for a living. Or do. Uh, Dr. Adele, you are still here. Okay. Excuse me, young man. Sorry, I didn't see you in the morning. We we'll want to see you after. Great. Yeah. Great. All right. We are welcome. Please sit down. Please sit down. Uh, we got so much to do, but let's start. I, I want to start with a shock, first of all. I, I've heard that they said men don't talk. Men don't want to go to anybody else. Men don't want to da 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 And I came to see that they are very correct. You know, sometimes when things go on, we may... I'm learning to question things as what I call common wisdom now. Why is it that men don't want to go and meet somebody else? Why? Why is it that if you, if you, if you meet people who are married, usually they go and meet, the wife will be the one to talk out first. And I was questioning that until recently. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 11. This is, what I'm going to say may sound a little bit shocking, but please give it a thought. And maybe it will wind up talking about our nature at the end of the day. Why are we like this? I'd like you to look at chapter 11, verse 1. Can you give us on the screen? Imitate me. He says, I also imitate Christ. Let's read the next verse. Now, brethren, I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the traditions just as I deliver them to you. Now, isn't it very strange? See that word tradition is one word we don't like in the Bible. But Paul was discussing something else that's not outrightly spiritual here. He's talking about the tradition, the practices of humanity over the years. And guess what he said? This is it. Look at next verse. But I want you know, to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. Anybody who will take a look at this verse will see that it's as if it's out of sync with the Bible. Because usually, Jesus is the head of the body. Am I right? And then, we are the body. But this is a little bit different. It's talking about societal hierarchy. And he's saying that in God's plan, in the tradition of human beings, God has planned that Christ will be the head of the man. And the, woman, the man will be the head of the woman. And Christ will be the head. No, God will be the head of Christ. Am I making some sense? So we have God, Christ. This is not church now. This is humanity. That chapter is where Paul was talking about scarf, wearing scarf and coat, talking about authority. So really, Christ, God the Father, is the head over Christ, and Christ is the head over the man, and the man is the head over the woman. Now, it now dawned on me that the reason why men don't like to go to somebody else is because they are meant to go to Christ. For instance, it will be shocking for you to find your wife 
calling somebody his head or her head. I know it's a little bit in my thought revolutionary, but I think it's fitting. Why, why are the men so individualistic and why? Then it doesn't mean that we have not really emphasized it enough that the man has the head. Like now, the woman has the head. Who is the head? The man. And the woman looks to the man for direction, for provision, and for support. Am I right? Am I correct? I mean, if your wife starts calling somebody else for money and for support, what will you see? And if your wife comes tomorrow and said, we are moving to Germany, can you start packing your loot? <laughs> you see? Uh, who are you talking to? Are you, are you joking? It's the direction, support, provision. But in the same vein, the man has a head. The man has a head. Sorry to tell you this. The coach is never supposed to be the head of the man. The mentor is never supposed to be the head of the man. The discipler is never supposed to be the head of the man. Thank God for all those words. The head of the man is Christ. I noticed that we are not forcing men to see Christ that way. We have been trying to get them to just be under everybody that they are revolting about. So the purpose, you see, he said, the head of every man, he put it there, the head of every man. So every man supposed to be under the headship of Christ, not under any trainer or coach or mentor. They can do that professionally or maybe to advise them or do something, but at the end of it, every man should be trained to be under one head. Every woman is trained to be under their husband's head. Am I right? Headship. So I think that we need to start changing our mind that ultimately God wants you to be responsible to Christ as a man. That Christ is the person over you, not the pastor, not your trainer, not your coach, not your mentor, not your, even your disciple. That the, that the purpose of the drive of everything is for the man. And I know that that's very revolutionary. We don't think that way. But I think that's the answer because we have been struggling a lot what to do with men. And it's far easier because, you see, I'm not, talking, I'm not against coach. I'm, like, I'm not against mentor. But they don't do your day-to-day running of your life. They can give you advice. They can give you some stuff. They can come, you can come to them. You can go to them. And you don't tell them the whole truth. Am I right? <laughs> like for this accountability. They will say, what did you do today? Did you greet your wife? Did you pray? Then last question, did you just lie to me? That's the last question on the study. Do but you know, but God has designed men to really follow Christ. I want to talk about that for some few minutes. Your the authority of your life. The moment you become a man, you're supposed not to be under anybody except Christ. It sounds weird, but I'm coming to realize that the moment you become a man. Who is able to leave his father and mother and join yourself to a woman? You're supposed to now become under the headship of Christ. Now, I know that is tough because we don't want to talk like that because we think that if you talk like that, human beings will revolt. But I was surprised about Jesus. They said the head of Christ is who? It's God. But you know what? Jesus quite early was born as a baby. He grew, by the age of 12, something happened to him. Are we here? By the age of 12, when they walked to the temple, they were looking for him. For three days, they couldn't find him. You know what he said? He said, why are you looking for me? I must be about my father. So he started recognizing that there is a father. 
You know, all of us who are growing, we know that. But you know this, if you can get people to relate with Christ properly, you can go to sleep. So, really, your head is not that organization or that stuff. They can control you business-wise. They can give you some training in some areas, but you are the head. And the head, your head is Christ. Just like you're going to head a woman, Christ wants to head your life. You will never find your full meaning and your full potential without Christ because it's your head. Like your wife can't find meaning without your headship. I hope I'm getting something across. Please tell you, your real head is Christ. <laughs> okay, I know you have physical head over here. I know this one standing over here. But your real head is Christ. No, no, I know that sounds weird, but every human being, every male will start feeling this way. It's great. The head, your real head. See, we have talked about woman being under demand for years. But who is the man under? I'm, I'm going to say some few things, then I'm going to shut up and we'll do some stuff. And then, but I want you to take this home that your real head, just like you go to your wife and say, when you are married, and say, Mr. And you know what? You bear his name, am I right? So, she bears your name, am I right? You come under, you relate every day. Of course, your wife goes to work. Of course, your wife has relatives, relationships, other things to do. That's important. But the real warp woof of your life, the day-to-day living together is between you, is the I uh, uh, and you. Am I correct? In the same way, Christ, he wants you to relate to him. And this will actually remove a lot of burden from your head. That means that just like your wife looks to you and transfers things to you, transfers things to Christ too. So, in your, please listen to this. In your direction for life, don't do like what you don't want your wife to do to you. Your wife can't just go home and tell you, we are going to Germany tomorrow and start packing a load. You have no right to go to anywhere without the help of Christ. You have no right to go and do anything. Someone said, I don't like it. Then die as a male. If your wife has no right to just pack out of your house and go and live somewhere else, you just can't cut off from Christ and do anything you like. Hmm. That's unweird. But that's the truth. Christ is your head because you are born a male and you're a man. Christ is your head. You can't, it's not that maybe you ask just to be your leader. I know you ask just to be your leader and savior. But in this thing, the head of every man, every man is who? It's Christ. Your provision, your help. You see, that will make life easier. Your wife has this there. What's going on? When are we going to build our house? She starts forcing you, am I right? She starts forcing you to decide. Because if you decide, things will move. Correct? All right, let me now turn it around. So, what does Christ want from you? See, Jesus, when he came here, guess what? He didn't go to women. He went to go and pick 12 men. Am I right? He went around the Sea of Galilee and he uttered one word to men. Follow me. Matthew 4. Let's read it. Follow me. Let me quickly tidy this up before we go. Follow me. He's not asking them to copy his his books, his look, his appearance. He's not asking them to uh, like his page on Facebook. <laughs> Have you ever traveled somewhere and you get lost? And you are asking for direction. This one says, take this way, turn right, turn left. Finally met a guy. The guy said, you know what? I'm going to that place. Just take your car and follow me. What do you do? You just see that there's a close proximity between you and them and you follow them. If you turn left, you don't go right except Ophesino. Huh? 
Jesus asked, he said, follow me, Matthew 4. Matthew 4, let's read the verse quickly. Uh, verse uh, 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Next verse. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you. Now, your past upbringing, your life circumstances, they have all conspired to mar your life, M-A-R, to damage you. Men suffer damage more than girls. When a, when a marriage breaks down, the boys suffer more than the girls, usually. They pick up the wrong model. So Jesus said, Peter, I know you. They call you Simon. Grass, but I'm going to change your name. I'm saying this to you today to convince you that following Christ is not religious. It's your real reality. Not Ronaldo. Not Messi. You can copy their hairstyle. <laughs> but when it comes to your real life, say, follow me and I will make you. That means if you don't follow me, I can't make something out of you. This was fishermen. Look at the next verse. He went down the road again. They immediately left their net and followed him. Next verse. And Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the sons of Zebedee, John's brother, but many their net. He called them too. Next verse. And really, they left the boat and their father and followed him. They made Jesus their model. Not just a model, but a walking model. Look, if you don't get anything out of today, today, I want to say that Jesus is my head, not because I'm just religious. As a male, you have only one headship, Christ. The head of every man is Christ. And he says, follow me. Like you expect your wife to follow you. I know some of you, you preach to them about submission. Am I right? When troubles come, they are, you are not submissive enough to me. Am I right? Don't say it too loud, but that's the truth. So Christ is telling you, you are not submissive enough to me. I'm your head. I want to take care of you. I want to provide for you. I want to show you the way. In fact, John 8, 12 says this. John 8, 12. He said, I am the light of the world. John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. So, the darkness in your life is actually the absence of followership. Do you know that's why the leadership teaching in the world today is causing more commotion for men? Do you know why? Because we now talk about followership. Men are supposed to follow somebody. The great leaders in the Bible, they follow somebody. Moses followed God. Joshua followed Moses. Peter followed Jesus. And now today, we are all called to follow Jesus. So as men, you are called to follow Christ. Now that's not religious. That's not just coming to church and pray. It means that you run your life like your home. You run your home. You run your life. Christ being your leader. He said, either follow me, I not work. That means any place where you have darkness, emotional darkness, financial darkness, career darkness, is because you are not following enough. He that follow me, I not work in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I'm not sounding religious. No, I'm not sounding religious. I'll keep quiet next few minutes. So he wants you to follow him as a male. Your head is Christ. Like your wife has a head, you also have a head. His name is Christ. You know, my wife asked me, to me Dear, I know you're capable. I know you can do this. I leave it to my husband. And you know what I do? Before I used to tell her, when she goes to market, I said, Use my name. I don't do that anymore now. <laughs> she told me, Some places, when I call your name, they give me everything. And I'll carry everything home, and that'll be your problem. I said, Mba, 
that joke is out of the circulation now. And you are giving the name of Jesus. Come on, clap your hands. You are giving the name of Jesus. You are giving the name of Jesus. So please, don't, don't, today I'm seeing men becoming beggars. Before, before men beg them to do something, they start turning them to their source and their help and their abilities. And their no, 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 no. We should be pushing everyone to follow Christ. Yeah, we may stagger, we may fall. Jesus did at the age of 12. He didn't tell his parents where he was going. When they came, he said, don't you know that I must be by my father's house? And guess what? Because he was following God so much at the vagina, God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. No miracle has happened that time. And the way you follow God, we should follow him. As men. Not as Christian now, even as men. I close with one, tap, one verse in the Bible. John 12, let's round up with that. Verse 26, I hope I'm correct. That's the one I want to read. Before we go to the next thing, we'll talk about, about the book we have for us. Hallelujah. Look at this verse. It's a fantastic verse. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. This verse, I used to think that it means just go to go and do ministry. But you know what? Sorry, don't tell your wife. The wife comes to your life to serve you. Am I right? Serve you food. Serve you happiness. The helper. Am I right? Come around now, don't you? I don't know about your owners, but my wife serves me a little bit, some food, stuff. And if I don't eat her food, she starts fighting me. They're going to eat. Blah, 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 blah. So he said, if you're going to serve me, let him follow me. Don't just do your thing. Follow me. And I love this. And where I am, dear my servant will be also. And if anyone serve me, him will my father honor. Do you know, I've highly honored my wife because she serves me. I've given her a lot of space in my life because she will do anything for me. If you do the same thing for Christ, we're going to see the glory of God in our lives. So, Christ is not religious for men. Christ is reality for men. If you don't bring ourselves to Christ, we are headless. And I'll be telling guests now, don't marry a headless boy. <coughs> because who's going to hold you? Accountable. I've been there before. Somebody thinks that pastor has authority over men. You know what they tell their wife? Go and tell pastor. Oh, you lots of girlfriend. But if you get under Christ, we know that he's our head. I'm making some sense. I rest my case. So, 